What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Latin Explaining. My name is Denise Gonzalez. For those who do not know me, for those who do, you guys know how we do it out here. So like and subscribe if you haven't done so. And also hit that bell for notifications so that you don't miss a single show we do. Now, today is a very unusual time where I will almost never go live. But you guys know that I follow very closely things that Um, I had covered here and new developments that happened regarding news here on Latin Explaining, either in Latin America or here in the United States and our diasporas. And you guys know I have been following very closely the situation happening with Eliezer Molina in Puerto Rico. And there's some new development uh, on what's going on with him and his fight for the natural resources in Puerto Rico. Now, before we get there... <laughs> Before we get there, I have something to say. Um, I see that God Buddy is here. What's up? Uh, everything good. You know, we just came out of a night of celebration of another anniversary together. So that's what's up. And um, before we start with Eliezer, you guys know I love, absolutely love combat sports. So... I'm going to make a comment for those of you guys that did not watch the PFL fight yesterday with Anthony Pettis. Um, Anthony Pettis is a Puerto Rican Mexican fighter. Of It was initially of the UFC. Now he's on PFL, according to him, because they offered to pay him more. Now, let's not forget that this kid has had a great stellar beginning, but Lately, I don't know. Oh, my God. Anthony, what's wrong with you? Anthony Pettis, the dude that literally knocked out Wonder Boy. Okay? That's the amount of skills that this kid has. And now we've seen him after his fight with Tony Ferguson. I believe it was in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. He has just decided to be a punching bag for people. And his, his uh, answers regarding this whole situation, it's just, it's not enough, you know? So I'm, I'm torn between what he should do and what fans actually will want to see. At the end of the day, you know, he's still going to continue, of course, but Anthony, come on, man. You come from two very uh, strong Latin communities. You have to have that in you. What the fuck is going on with you? 
Um, I'm going to play you guys some of his commentary post-fight uh, that he did regarding this whole situation of the loss he just took yesterday. Yesterday was a massacre for Anthony Pettis, if I'm not, if I'm being realistic, of course. But this is this is what he said after the fight. Let's just watch what he has to say about it. So when I look at the performance, I judge myself based on, you know, how present I was in there. What was I, adjustments was I making? I didn't make any adjustments. Nice combination again from Collar, taking the fight to Anthony Pettis. It kind of happened so quick, you know, it felt like I didn't have enough time to adjust and make movements and make the right decisions and transitions to fight a guy like Collar. Collar puts Anthony Pettis down. I tried to force them, the big kicks, the big jumps. I was falling around the cage. I kind of looked sloppy, and that pissed me off, you know. I'm too good to look that sloppy out there. Oh, big kick! Huge kick by Pettis! Honestly, the kick hit him, and I, I saw he was wobble, but then when I hit him with that jump knee, that's when I thought I had him. He took it. He wanted to win that fight. Now, you guys saw that basically his whole excuse for not winning this fight, which we all thought he was going to win. This was his debut in PFL, by the way. Uh, let's start from the beginning. He said that he went to PFL and decided not to sign with the UFC again because he was going to get more money. Let's not forget, like I said uh, a few minutes ago, he has turned into the sponging bag for all these guys in the UFC. So he decided to just uh, go to PFL because they were offering him more money. But if you take into consideration that this is his debut, how much money do you think PFL is going to pay Pettis now? Do you think he's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars? Do you think his performance is worth of even PFL? I see that Jose joined. Hi, Jose. How are you? It's nice to have you here. Um, but definitely, I'm not taking away from Anthony Pettis. I'm actually a super fan of Anthony Pettis and the way he fights. He's so energetic. His fights are action-packed. Okay, He has never had a boring fight. Even when he loses, he has amazing fights. Now he lost to Nate Diaz. He lost to so many people. And now this one. And I'm like, something has to change. Okay, you have mad skills. This kid has mad skills for MMA. However, I think something either, it's something that I commented to my fiance um, last night. I was like, either he lost all his motivation or something is not right with him physically. Okay, because there's no way you have all those skills or that power. You're still young as hell and you're just a punching bag for these dudes. Some might say from what I have heard. Uh, hi, Ramon. How are you? Uh, for what I have heard, some have said that, you know, this dude's now at the UFC that it, they're allowing, I believe, is uh, testosterone therapy now. Um, some dudes might say, well, he's not, he decided not to start doping or nothing like that. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to do it, you know what you're going to face. So you have to train for that. In my opinion, even though nobody asked, but I'm still going to give my opinion. I believe he needs to change his corner completely because his game, it's already something that it's become very, very predictable by these guys and they're training for the way he fights. So if he wants to continue, in my opinion, 
he needs to change his corner completely, uh, completely 180 so that nobody can know and nobody, you know, can train for him. That way he has the upper hand, probably win the, the next fight. Who knows? But to be honest with you, there's a lot of potential wasted when it comes to Anthony Perez. And I was so pissed that he lost. I was like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? So definitely, you know, I see that Johnny Mills is here. Morena, hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you like this video and also subscribe if you're not subscribed to my channel. But definitely, I'm like, dude, what in the actual fuck? Like, how do you lose such an easy fight for you? It should have been easier than that. But we don't know what's happening. But if, you know, he's losing his motivation or whatnot, he needs to change his corner. He needs to do something about it because otherwise he'll lose every contract. Nobody will touch him. And that would be very sad. Like I said, this is a Puerto Rican Mexican kid um, that has mad talent. But unfortunately, can't seem to grip on it or tap in the way he used to be or the confidence he used to have before Ferguson um, in 2019 to actually, or 2018. I'm, I'm not sure if it's 2018, 2019, something like that, um, to actually bring the action and finish the job. So definitely, uh, Anthony Pettis, I wish him the best, but we will be watching what's happening because fans including myself we're not happy with his performance it's trash so definitely i wanted to comment on that and let me know your opinion on this dude and like the fight he gave us yesterday you know do you think anthony pace should retire do you think he should change his corner you agree with me do you think he's doing okay do you think he's, this is the best he could do do you think he lost his motivation or he's probably injuring he's not disclosing it what do you guys think um, basically, well, like I said, we'll, we will have to probably watch one or two more fights at PFL to actually determine what's going on with Anthony Pettis, but it's such a fucking shame. I still can't believe it. Anyway, moving on to, um, today's, uh, breaking news um, I'm going to start with a video. It's going to be in Spanish, but you guys know I always start to translate uh, a briefing of what I play here because I know I have a lot of people that don't speak Spanish. Uh, but Elias Molina yesterday, uh, after his first hearing, uh, facing, you guys know he's facing 14 years. For those who do not know the story, let me start from the beginning. Elias Molina is an engineer that um, studied for many years in Puerto Rico and also decided, you know, when he started facing a lot of red tape that he had to cut through to actually get things done, he decided to uh, invest a lot of his money into the agriculture of the country so that Puerto Rico can have food sovereignty because 80% of the products that Puerto Ricans consume today, it comes from overseas and it's not the best quality of foods. Whereas the stuff that gets um, planted in Puerto Rico gets sold somewhere else. So other people have fresh foods while we have crap food. Um, so he decided to start just planting and developing a lot of acres of land in Puerto Rico. And he got a lot of pushback. That made him run for governorship as an independent um, candidate in the 2020 elections. And unfortunately, even though he had a lot of support, he still lost. 
Um, and he decided to continue to fight, to continue to develop the land. So he's developing in his business. A lot of people love him. Uh, some people don't agree with him. Some people think that he's doing it for clout. I personally believe that what clout can you actually get from defending natural resources when you're also putting in jeopardy your business to do so just because you believe that these things should be preserved for future generations. So I don't believe he's doing this for clout. Um, I believe he's doing this because he actually cares. And if you're willing to go 14 years to jail just to defend the coasts of our island, you're not doing this for cloud. Come on. So um, I'm going to show you guys the video and then we'll get deeper into what um, Eliezer was talking about and what exactly is going on. Um, so before I share the video, like I said, you guys, make sure you like this video because it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me grow my channel. So let's just hear Elias there. Muy buenas noches. Yo le doy las gracias a mi pueblo por haber permitido brindarnos una oportunidad de poder contribuir con nuestra sociedad y poder acabar con los corruptos de este país. Yo le doy las gracias a cada uno de, de todos los compañeros que han decidido cursar esta batalla. Y yo creo que el programa de hoy, lo que ustedes van a escuchar aquí, pues, me parece que, que, que las autoridades pertinentes deben coger este video, grabarlo, ustedes deben compartirlo. La prensa de este país, si quiere hacer algo, vayan y busquen de lo que yo les voy a decir a los protagonistas, porque aquí los corruptos llegaron a su fin, nosotros... Yo les dije a ustedes que veníamos a combatirlo y ellos cometieron el error de meterse con la generación equivocada. Primero, antes de yo decirles los nombres, porque vamos con los nombres de todos los corruptos que están detrás, que me quieren hacer daño a mí, que le quieren hacer daño a otras personas, a mi familia. Y, y yo creo que, que, que ustedes lo van a lamentar. A las personas que utilizaron todo esto para tratar de enjuiciarnos de una manera selectiva, ustedes van a caer también uno por uno, van a caer a los que dieron los donativos a todos los políticos que hicieron todas estas movidas y estas fechorías ustedes van a caer también pero yo primero voy a comenzar con un charlatán que pisó los estudios de Jay Fonseca a quien le pido por este medio tiempo igual para poder nosotros desmantelar a quien ellos le llaman un consultor ambiental que es un contratista ambiental y voy a empezar con usted para luego terminar con los corruptos de este país. Yo tuve que, por desgracia, escuchar el programa de Jay Fonseca y a este individuo que se llama de apellido Más, se me olvida hasta el nombre porque fue mi, mi sangran, sangran, mi retina. Y yo escuché a este señor decir que la piscina de Rincón no la tumbó no la arrancó el mar, que la, arrancó, que la tumbó los vientos del huracán María. Now I'm going to stop right here because it's a lot to unpack, right? But basically he's talking about how he wants people to start listening to what he's saying in this specific video. And also his, uh, there's a show with Jay Fonseca for those who do, you guys are not familiar with Puerto Rican television. Jay Fonseca is a lawyer that decided to do uh, a TV show with a network in Puerto Rico. 
to actually denounce stuff like this as well because there's so much corruption in the island that he realized, hey, if I go into private practice or even public service, how far am I really going to get and how, you know, reach I will have to actually denounce the things that I see. So he decided to just turn it into a show and he does a lot of commentary. So he invited an, a quote unquote expert on um, this type of topic. I don't know the credentials of the dude because they're not necessarily shared in that show. But supposedly, uh, this dude could provide a lot of information on uh, what's happening with the infinity pool that's being um, built, rebuilt in an area that's public domain. And also, let's not forget that it's far into the land maritime limit zone where you cannot actually build. Elias there is an engineer, so he's a professional in what he's talking about. So these people are like, well, you know, Elias doesn't know what's happening. And basically this quote-unquote expert said um, yesterday that supposedly the pool that was previously there in that specific location uh, was not destroyed by the sea reclaiming what it's the sea space, the coast, it was destroyed by the winds. And Elias is trying to just like show up and like shame him for being so stupid because what winds can actually do to lift up cement with bars, steel bars in there. So let's continue listening to what he's saying. Que no fue el mal. Yo le voy a decir algo a usted, señor Mas. Usted dice que usted es un consultor ambiental. Mira. Con lo que usted acaba de decir, señor, mira, mi libro, por lo cual yo me maté estudiando mucho, mucho, de análisis estructural, yo tengo que tirarlo al zafacón. He's throwing away his books because he said, mi libro de Reinforced Concrete, yo tengo que tirarlo al zafacón. Mi libro de mecánica de materiales, tengo que tirarlo al zafacón. Libro de mecánica de fluido, señor. Tengo que tirarlo al zafacón. Mi libro de dinámica. También tengo que tirarlo al zafacón. Mi libro de, de, de suelo. Tengo que tirarlo al zafacón. Como también tengo que tirar al zafacón entonces todos los libros de cálculo diferencial, incluyendo los libros de hidrología y de agua, con el cual nosotros, los que estudiamos ingeniería, se nos educa. Usted es Simplemente una persona que a falta de inteligencia se le dio por ser muy idiota y se le ocurrió decir que a la piscina le arrancaron los vientos. Algo que está bajo tierra. Usted dijo que no fue el mal lo que lo arrancó. Ni siquiera el uplift pressure funciona, el señor. Porque tiene agua, ¿no? Y no hay fuerza de levantamiento. Y usted fue contra toda la ciencia. Y yo le pido tiempo igual a Jay Fonseca para ahí yo dar un desfile de todos los conocimientos científicos con los cuales a nosotros se nos educó para eso mismo, para ponerlo en el servicio de nuestro pueblo y de las personas que no tuvieron la oportunidad de poder educarse como nosotros lo hicimos y terminar con la corrupción y con charlatanes como este que se prestan para destruir nuestras playas con unos fundamentos ridículos. Y yo creo que este pueblo tiene que ponerle un freno, un detente a lo que se llama el cartel de los permisos. 
El señor Machalgo debe renunciar ya. Ya. El de la Junta de Planificación, usted debe renunciar ya. So in here, basically, he's just uh, stating the people that work and how they move the, the permits that are approved to do this massive destruction to our coastline as a mafia. He's basically saying that they just have a mafia in the permits um, departments because at the end of the day, um, I will show it in a minute uh, once we finish the video and I will uh, try to not stop it as much. But um, if you think about it, once we show the pictures of what's going on, you guys will understand what Eliezer is stating here when he's saying that basically the uplift pressure of the sea when it comes so violently, uh, especially during hurricane season, we're in hurricane season from June 1st to November 30th, uh, Puerto Rico, the Caribbean, even Texas now, Florida, are under watch for uh, hurricanes or tropical storms. And for those of you that have not lived a hurricane, trust me, <laughs> those winds are strong. But come on, uplifting uh, a pool, cement, bars, that makes no sense. Obviously, that was the pressure of the sea coming in and trying to reclaim what, it's at, what is theirs. So... We saw it on also the coast of Condado after Maria, how the level of the sea rose up. And also for those of you guys who do not know, Puerto Rico is an island that underneath the water is shaped in, as a cone. And we are actually under the, um, the level of the sea. So it's, it's going to happen whenever we get like a huge storm for the first one or two years that we're dealing with this we're not going to have a coastline so you have to let the sea have some space to expand and then decrease that makes sense especially when you know that beaches are of public domain also so there's different things happening here and we have people approving permits for these morons that don't know how to build and they just want to live in logs at the expense of our natural resources. Because if it was just that we're lose, they're losing the pool, they can rebuild it, okay, fine. But let's not forget, we have there the reserve for the caray turtles that are almost at the brink of extinction. On top of that, those materials that will get into the sea will pollute the sea and will continue to pollute the sea for years to come. And nobody's gonna get them out. How can you get out cement out of the sea? I want to see that and cinder blocks and all this stuff. So um, look at what Olabor is saying. She says, I think that's why the building collapsed in Miami. Definitely. I will comment a little bit on that. But if you think about it, Miami lacks a lot of planning when it comes to their buildings, especially buildings that were built before 2011. They're not factor in this type of stuff. So you, we're going to see a lot of stuff like this. And that's what Eliezer basically is talking about. So he's calling for the secretaries and the directors of these agencies to resign or for people to demand that they resign. Because how come you knowing that this is a fact, you're just among each other passing the hot potato saying, well, yeah, we agree with Elias said the permit should not be approved, but that's for this agency. And then the director of that agency is like, well, we approved it because we got the okay from natural resources. And then Ogpe is like, well, you know, we approve it and then keep passing 
the hot potato just to not take accountability because in reality they know this is illegal but because it's the cousin of the governor well let's just do it the yeah the cousin let's let's continue the video yeah y defonso ruiz te debe renunciar ya aquí si el departamento de justicia no hace nada ni el gobernador de puerto rico no hacen nada son tan corruptos como lo que ahora yo les voy a decir porque yo no me maté estudiando toda una vida para tener que dejar mi seguridad, el tiempo de mi familia, ¿ves? Para poder detenerlo a falta de sensatez que no, no, nosotros no brillamos. Lo que le voy a decir ahora es algo fuerte. Y yo lamento mucho, los nombres van a salir ahora, de que ustedes tengan que vivir por algo así. Yo no. Yo los voy a enfrentar. Pero mire, hace unos días yo fui con mi hijo allí a, 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 a esta playa de los almendros y hubo una señora que sacó una cámara y empezó a sacarme el dedo. Esa señora llamó por teléfono a los cinco minutos. Había más de siete patrullas sobre 20 efectivos de la policía. Imaginen el poder que tiene. Y yo le voy a decir algo a Carmen. Mire, Carmen. Usted se metió con la persona equivocada y ya yo tengo todos los donativos que usted le dio utilizando hasta su propio apellido ¿ve? y el de su esposo a Pedro Pierluisi. Tengo los donativos que le dio a Alejandro García Padilla. Tengo los donativos que le dio a Tomás Rivera Chat. Tengo conocimiento de por qué el día de mi vista había un ex fiscal sentado en la parte de atrás de la butaca lo cual para mí fue insólito y yo en aquel momento no sabía quién era pero ya yo sé por qué ese fiscal estaba allí Carmen ya yo sé quiénes son los que también trabajan los, los juguetes ¿ves? y poco a poco fui uniendo los elementos y todo lo que yo les voy a decir a ustedes ya está en registro así que pueden intentar hacerme el daño que ustedes entiendan y ya no lo van a lograr porque ya está escrito. Yo quisiera saber, y les voy a hacer unas preguntas, para ver si la prensa de este país va y se las hace. Yo quisiera saber, Walter Pierluisi, si a usted el FBI lo está investigando. Yo quisiera saber, FBI, si a través de esas investigaciones que ustedes se dieron cuenta, el daño que le iban a hacer a mi persona. Al abogado criminalista de Aguadilla, ojo, y no intente dar un paso, porque usted podrá conocer la élite, pero Elisel Molina conoce al pueblo y tiene al pueblo. Y Elisel Molina conoce a las personas a quienes muchos de ustedes le solicitan los encargos. Now, oh my God. Basically, you guys know that the, um, the Puerto Rico governor, Pedro Pierluisi, uh, his cousin is Walter Pierluisi, and he's blatantly asking Walter Pierluisi, are you being investigated by the FBI? Is this the reason why? I don't know if you guys remember the, the second video that I did on Elisa Molina when they tried to um, assassinate him, having assassinated for protesting this and saying that it was the governor's cousin. Uh, he asked also the FBI in this video, uh, if this is the reason why they came across some information that he was about to be uh, killed, if it was 
as a result of the investigation that they had on Walter Pierre Luisi. So let's continue. We're about to finish the video, so I'm going to play it, but so that the people that don't speak Spanish can understand what he's talking about. Al señor Walter Pierluisi, ¿es cierto que hasta su propio hermano está testificando con los federales en su contra? Eso es cierto. No al FBI de aquí, porque todos sabemos lo corrupto que es. ¿Es cierto eso? ¿Es cierto que en esas conversaciones entonces que sale mi nombre? ¿Es cierto? Yo lamento mucho el que haya sido esta situación la, lo que haya destapado algo que muy pronto todos van a saber. Qué lástima. Y qué orgullo a ver. ¿Por qué orgullo? Porque yo vine aquí a tumbar corruptos. Yo lo dije desde el día uno. Muchos me tildaron de loco. Ya vieron que no soy loco. Es que simplemente tengo unos conocimientos que adquirí por muchos años de estudio que me parece que el 90% de este pueblo no lo entiende. Pero comienza a entenderlo. Y si ustedes vieron cómo la comunidad científica se unió, se unió detrás de un reclamo justo el del cual nosotros estamos haciendo, pues ya saben por qué ellos escogieron a Cobo Santa Rosa y nosotros, sin buscar a nadie, la comunidad científica se nos unió. A esta mafia grande, yo no tengo nada que ver con Walter Pierluisi, yo no tengo nada que ver. Lo que haya hecho él, que lo responda, él. ¿Vieron? Pregunten a la prensa de este país mañana busquen a ese charlatán y pregúntenle a ese señor si los federales están investigando ve y si su hermano testifica en contra de él yo me alegro a los legisladores de este país muevan muevan su poder que de una vez y por todas ya no se pueda construir en la arena que se respete lo que se llama un bien de dominio público marítimo terrestre y saquen, saquen de ese puesto a Rafael Machalgo. Saquen a Daniel Pagán y los contratos que Machalgo le está dando. Saquen a Delfonso Ruiz. Saquen a Gabriel, el de OCPE. Y terminen de una vez y por todas con la mafia de los permisos que existe en este país, porque los nombres de todos ustedes van a empezar a correr en los próximos días. Y no tengan miedo. Ustedes comiencen a preocuparse. El caso nuestro ya está muerto. A los fiscales les aconsejo que le hagan justicia a este país. Que no se dejen llevar por estas personas. Porque no va a haber juguetes que compren la conciencia de este pueblo. Ojo. Y no utilicen el poder que el pueblo les ha conferido. Para revertirlo contra el propio pueblo por beneficiar sus intereses personales. Así que ya los agarramos a tu aportadora monetaria, Tomás Rivera Chat. Ojo, ojo con la mafia que han hecho en recursos naturales. Ojo, porque todos los nombres de ustedes saldrán en los próximos días en un organigrama. Now you guys saw um <laughs> this is insane uh the accusations or the 
I would say alleged accusations that Eliezer Molina is doing right now. It's basically connecting the dots in why it's so difficult or why these things happen and who's doing the backdoor deals. Uh, many of you guys know that I have mentioned him several times, uh, this individual, okay? He has been in the the politics scene since the 1990s when Pedro Rosselló, the, not this Rosselló, but Rosselló father uh, was governor who was the first one who brought him in. And this dude came to actually stay. And this is Tomas Rivera Schatz. Um, and to be honest with you, it's so crazy because every time something that it's super corrupt happens, this is where it leads. And basically, Eliezer Molina is tying dots between this guy, this guy, and Tomas Rivera Schatz. And what they have in common is one person that saw him going to the beach the other day, the same beach that he's trying to uh, stop the construction and the deterioration of that um, habitat for the Caray turtles. He went over there with his kids. And basically, there was this lady uh, that he found out is a donor from all of these three people. This is the OCPE director. This is the director of uh, permits constructions in Puerto Rico. And this is right now a senator that it was the Senate president in the past term. So it's not a coincidence that all these people are friends, that all these people help each other behind closed doors. And also, let's not forget the, the crazy one, the crazy connection, Pedro Pierluisi. We know that the construction that they're doing is his cousin, the one who's doing it. Uh, well, his brother. I'm sorry. It wasn't his cousin. It's his brother, Walter Pierluisi. So to be honest with you, uh, Walter Pierluisi right now has been investigated by the FBI. And at some point in the future days, I would say this week or the next one, who knows, maybe in three weeks, who don't know, we don't know. But it's out there. There's some rumors on the street that right now Pedro Pierluisi is testifying against his brother to save his own neck with the feds. So let's see what happens. But this plot keeps on thickening a little bit more when it comes to Eliezer Molina and what he's saying. And a lot of people that thought that he was crazy are not realizing, yo, this man actually was right. We should start listening to him more, especially now that we're seeing that our national forest is up for sale, that a lot of people, a lot of Americans are coming and buying our lands. They're developing our lands instead of us uh, claiming it they're actually displacing a lot of people from their lands, claiming, oh, you know, permits are not right. But it's because there is a mafia behind this whole permit situation that's stripping people from lands and giving it to the Americans. Why? Because they get a profit. And this is their reaction. They love it. Now, I'm going to show you guys. Uh, I've already shown you how this whole construction is happening right now. But I want to show you guys a picture of uh, November 2017, that same location. Um, this is what happened with the pool and the little patio that was out there after 
Hurricane Maria. This is the, the social space that according to this quote-unquote expert brought to Jay Fonseca's uh, show was saying that the wind lift all of these bars, steel bars, the cinder blocks, the cement, that it wasn't the sea that got in there. Now, I want you guys, the few people that are here with me, if you guys think that the, the sea did this, put a one on the shot. If you think this was the winds, then put a number two. But I'm going to go with the sea because obviously when the sea inserts pressure, and let's not forget that the foundation of this, this whole construction is sand. <laughs> it's not cement. It's not real land. It's just sand. Um, when that exercises pressure and it starts to also taking a lot of sand into the sea, the... Thank you, Ramon and all of who agree with me. They put one. When when that happens, it's gonna start taking some of the construction with it because the foundation is not set, is not pressure in there because it's not actually, it's not built for that. So you don't have a proper foundation, but you still want to put our beach through that. And it took a lot to actually cleanse the beach and that sector from it. Now imagine if. You know, you have the little turtles trying to, you know, nest in the sea during the hurricane season, by the way. Many of them already don't fucking survive. Imagine now having to fight man-made disasters. And then we want to call it, oh, global warming. That's why our coastline is disappearing. No, it's man-made. Man-made. This disaster is man-made. So to be honest with you, uh, this... I see this construction as much as Eliezer and the people of Puerto Rico are fighting it um, and suing and doing all the proper things instead of just marching for no reason. They're actually suing and doing the stuff that they're supposed to do and using the media to their advantage. Um, I see this construction continuing for at least two, three more months. Uh, Thankfully, now he he has the support of the mayor of Rincon, but I don't see this construction stopping anytime soon. These people are capricious and they will continue by all means necessary because simply they just want to be right. Now, there's a diagram that one of the um, coastlines and experts uh, in Puerto Rico did explaining what will happen. Uh, if you guys can see at the bottom, um, there's the building for um, the, the complex that they already had. And if you guys can see, in the area where the pool is going to be, they're not even supposed to build over there. Because when the sea arises, if you guys see the left, I'm at the, bo I'm at the bottom picture. When the sea rises during the months of June through November is going to start to take sand with it. And what that creates is that it creates a negative space that eventually will make that pool crack from the bottom. So I don't know who is the expert on this. Uh, Jose Honso says one. Yeah, it makes no sense. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, do these people actually think and I'm going to say this, even though, you know, we're still a small community, but like if somebody in the future or on the replay catches this, 
do you guys really think that millennials in Puerto Rico are stupid? Most of us are college graduate and experts on this. You know, we have seen in different areas how you guys have fucked up communications, fucked up media. Now you're fucking, uh, fucking up the engineer sector. Come on, we know what's going on. You can't use the same tricks that you could use with our grandparents that did not have past eighth grade uh, education and could not fight you guys. You guys are not a match for us. We know what's going on. We know what you guys are doing. Um, Ramon said, a lot of the global warming is man-made. So yeah, they can say it's global warming, but it raises the sea levels. Yeah, definitely. Most of the, one of the things that, and I will share that, in the future, but I don't necessarily agree with this whole go green mentality. And that I will have to agree with the Shito. Donald Trump was right when he said that a lot of it was a hoax, and it's true. If you look into it, you'll realize it. I'm not gonna make that for you. Pick a book and actually come with your to your own conclusion, like Ramon and most of the people in the chat did, and myself. So back to what I was saying. Uh, we're not stupid, you guys. Do you guys think that we get this dude with this little smile? You think he's gonna fool us? That most of these people are not actually professionals in what they do. That we don't know that this is what's going to happen. That this is what we're going to see again. Puerto Rico gets hurricanes all the time. We're almost immune to it. But you guys are crippling us when you keep building this shit. We're not stupid. You guys are, but we're not. So with that being said, you guys know um, how I do it here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the lines. I'm going to share the link. So if you have your opinion... Uh, about this topic, feel free to come up. We're gonna do like a very small, uh, a very small chat about it. I don't wanna, you know, stay here for like a long time. Um, but for sure, comment. Let's share our thoughts. Do you guys think that these morons think we're stupid? I think they believe that they can mess with our generation, and. This is precisely why I constantly uh, keep nailing into let's get our business and our money together because it's only with money and businesses that Eliezer has been able to fight these people. That's why I always said be an Eliezer, never be like the sellouts that actually don't have the, the studies, the knowledge, the money to actually fight this stuff. Okay, because the only thing we can do is just get our stuff together. And instead of going outside with little flags and trying to protest and march and whatnot, we can start suing these motherfuckers or buying the land off of them and making them, you know, just go somewhere else. We're not for sale. Okay. So one thing I will definitely uh, do, I'm going to go into intermission. You guys know how I do it here. Uh, once I come back, uh, definitely we'll, we're going to have the discussion. So I'm going to go for a few minutes, grab your snacks, grab your drinks. Also, before you leave, uh, follow me on Instagram if you don't do already. 
And make sure, like I said, you like, subscribe because it doesn't cost you anything, but it helps me grow my channel. With that being said, I'm going to go into intermission for five minutes. It's 1132 where I'm at and I will be back at 1137.
Before I let people in, you know that the views and the statements of the guests do not necessarily represent those of the channel and or those of the panel members, as some comments may be offensive to select groups of people. Also know that by calling into the live show, you waive your rights to the use of your image and likeness for the purposes of this show. Now, without any further ado, let's all aboard come and and also i see that is here how are you guys Hi, how are hello you? good afternoon how are you guys doing today doing fine thank you i see that you're taking a stroll jose where you at <laughs> well actually i'm out um you know on my way to a barbecue but i wanted to stop in and you know to hear this you know this late breaking information i think you have a Teacher journalism. Oh, well, uh, proud. You know, you're not the first person who tells me this stuff. But I mean, I love sound too much. But we'll see. You never know. You know, life takes you in different paths. That is so uh, true. Yeah, and and so far, you know, I'm gonna keep on bringing you guys developments because I like a lot of you guys actually enjoy when I bring you guys news from the ground of what's happening in Latin America. So definitely I'll continue to do that. We'll see what happens. It's okay. <laughs> now I see all the boards here. How are you, girl? Doing great. Great, great. What do you think about um, the whole situation on Eliezer Molina? Like, what do you think about what's happening? I think that um, what he's saying is, is spot on. These things all happen without corruption. Someone's palms were greased. Someone's palms were greased to look the other way and allow these different permits and these things to be um, to be built. And they're not. They don't care about the people that that it's impacting because the same thing is happening in in Miami right now. Um, it's ha it happens a, a couple of years ago as well, where there was a bridge that collapsed and. They found out that the company um, had violations. They didn't do proper permits, and people died. They came there. They saw that there were cracks in the in the structure, and instead of shutting the whole thing down, they left it, and then yeah. people died. Right, innocent people. So I think that what he's doing is he's being a whistleblower, and that's something that America is supposed to pride itself on: whistleblowers. Yeah. 
Yeah, but instead of instead of prying priding themselves into him uh blowing the whistle, they actually are trying to make him pay for it. What they're actually doing is they try to kill him. Now they're trying to set him, uh, put him behind bars for 14 years. A lot of people are trying to smear him in front of his children. You know, it's it's been kind of crazy. I'm going to move to Rakim on his initial thoughts. Rakim, um, how are you? Hey, how you doing today, Denise? How's everybody on the panel? What's up, Jose, Ramon, all aboard? We're good, good. Hello, um, how you doing? What are your what well. are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on um, this whole situation with Eliezer Molina? Well, I gotta agree with what um, all the board was saying. Palms have definitely been greased, and the um, politicians of Puerto Rico have learned well from their American counterparts. But the difference is today is like you were saying in your stream, we're not stupid. That's one of the that's one of the things I am thankful for when it comes to the internet because we're able to research more information and get background checks on these guys yeah. and all of these guys are in connection the one thing i've learned over the years it doesn't matter what um what the uh, actual race of the person is most of these guys are corrupted when they get to top tiers of power and you know they sell their own people out and they don't care about the working class people who are just trying to survive day to day and make it once they get into these um, elite classes, they become corrupt and it's all about the almighty dollar to them. And they honestly don't care, you know, as long as they can have a scapegoat to be able to deter people's minds from the actual corruption that they've committed. And that's the only thing that they're really concerned about. Other than that, as long as they're um, as long as they have their millions, as long as they're um, rich, that's the only thing that they're concerned with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree. And, and it's something that, uh, like I stated before, uh, it's the only way to fight this is by becoming more knowledgeable on finances and in corporations. You have to dive into that. It's the only way to fight it. The fights right now are economical. We're no longer uh, trying to beg nobody for nothing. That's, that's what losers do. We actually go and take it. And the only way for you to be able to take it is becoming uh, an active yourself, a financial active. That's why I'm very, that's one of my pet peeves when people tell me like, oh, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. We actually have to put in the work. We have to actually become the owners of stuff in order for us to fight with our dollars. Now I'm going to move to Ramon, my fellow Puerto Rican, uh, what's up, Ramon? ¿Cómo estás? Eh, todo bien, todo bien. ¿Me oye bien, ma? Sí, te oigo bien, te oigo bien. Okay. Um, eh, greetings to you, eh, Raquín, Don Jose, and all aboard. How are you guys doing? How are you? Doing fine, yeah, yeah. thank you. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a... <laughs> I, I wish I could be at home so I could be more chill, but I'm out here running errands, so I won't be long. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I still needed to kind of like chime in on this situation. It is becoming, this is something that we have talked about before, about the political aspect of this whole imprisonment or attempted imprisonment of, of Eliezer. There is a, it's not so much about 
committing a crime. This is more about silencing uh, uh, somebody who has something to say, who is in the right. It's about suppression. It's political persecution. There is very little else to it. It's not about not immoral, not lawful, or anything like that. They're trying to make him a political prisoner. They're trying to make an example out of him. We have talked about it before. It's becoming more and more apparent. It's an outrage. It is an outrage because it's not even about... It's about, as you have said before, it is something that is part of, of what is public. It's for everyone. It's to be shared with, with the people, with the, with the islanders, with, with the population. And they're trying to privatize something that has been for hundreds of years and that has belonged to the people. And then they're privatizing it. And because somebody stepped foot on a construction site, they're trying to give this stiff penalty that is politically motivated. Definitely, definitely. Because he dared to do the things that were right. He he dared to do the right steps. I that's the way I see it. I'm like, okay, we can't this is not like a dumb brute or somebody that's not cultured. This is somebody that went to school, has a business, has his money. Okay, we have to handle this man and make an example of him. I agree with you on that one a hundred percent. And and he sacrificed himself instead of sending someone else with less of of a platform he sacrificed himself yeah so that he yeah. could get the message across yeah if you go through all of his social media you will see there's a lot of people that are starting to notice hey you know i didn't support you during the campaign but you know i'm starting to see that it, what you were saying is actually true and there's this is the proof because there's something that i always say i can lie another person can lie but numbers and facts never lie. So that's something that's like really, really, really insane uh, that's happening with Elias and Molina and the fact that they want to put him behind bars right now. It's, I'm flabbergasted by it. I see that Jose wanted to say, well, Ramon, you wanted to say something or it was Rakim? No, Rakim. Go ahead. No, Rakim, let me let well, I just wanted to say, um, like what you were saying, Denise, we have to learn to, you know, get financial power, economic power. But one thing we have to be very aware of that the more economic power we get and the more that people, especially on the island, gain economic power and try to fight corruption, the more fearful that a lot of these corrupted officials are going to be and their attempts are going to be more crucial. They're mm -hmm. definitely going to be more, you know, brutal in their attempts to try to silence the people especially when you're fighting with, you know, when you're fighting, fighting with fire. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if you pick up on his video, but he said something that um, you guys might, you know, be with the elites and have the elites in your pocket, but I have the people. And I was like, yeah, that's freaking true. This is the same thing that happened with Pedro Arbizu Campos. Come on, we're having a, a Harvard graduated with honors uh, lawyer fighting for the freedom of Puerto Rico with facts, taking you to court, doing all kinds of stuff with your money. And because of that, you know, and, and even so, a lot of people will say, well, you know, at the end of the day, got him killed. Yeah, he did got killed. But at the end of the day, he knew that his movement was not going to be the one that freed the people, but will inspire the future generations to actually continue the plight.
and and we have to follow his his business plan we cannot be like oh i'm an activist and i'm going to you know move here and there i've said it many times in this platform before we have to follow the business plan like pedro Campos did like filiberto did like um elias el molina is doing get the money get the titles get the knowledge and then fight yes and um I can't remember who actually came up with this statement, but I remember hearing it years ago in the um, for uh, Pedro Albizo Campos, he actually sacrificed himself for the love of his people in the term that I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Mm-hmm. You know? He even said, we're not small, we're just on our knees. He literally just said that um, many years ago. We're talking about the 50s and the 60s. So definitely that's something that, you know, I wish more people would just pick a book and read. Go ahead, Olabor. If you can, and we, we've seen it in, in Puerto Rico, we saw it. They, um, they rose up and they got a corrupted leader out of there. They yeah. did it with their numbers. So it is very possible. We just can't let the momentum die because there's one thing to march, right? But then we have to act. And marching, just marching, they already, listen, the corrupted people already know what they're doing is wrong. They know it, right? So yeah. we have to, we have to fight them on their, on their terms, on their grounds, because yeah. now the people know, people are aware of the corruption. Now we have to make a transition into whether it be politics. Denise, I could see you running for politics. Oh, trust me, you're not, you're not the first one who has told me that. But unfortunately, I got this courage to continue a law degree because I really don't want to be in that little box. And I really don't feel that you can actually maximize the way things move by just being in politics. So I was like, um, maybe in my 40s, who knows? I don't know. We'll yeah, see. but there's but there's gonna be more people that are that could come out of this, you know, like millennials. Yeah, I'd rather support somebody that's like really that's their their area. Their passion. And yeah, and I will support them a hundred percent. But to me, I like to be more free to you know venture in different things. And you want to be able to that, people people out I'm, online um, when yeah. you when you feel the need. Like, oh, no bullshit. And I'm still, yeah, and I'm still a sound engineer. So I'd rather just venture into that area. But also we have a duty and I feel like, well, in all of our different areas, we have to all pitch in and start doing something. And also, you know, because of the mistakes and and the things that I have learned financially, I wanted to share them with people so that they didn't have to make the same mistakes as I did and be set back. So look at, look, you, you're, Mel Nate is one of the biggest person that has told me all the time, like, oh, you know, you should you should run for office of some kind. But no, honey, do not get me started on that. <laughs> hey, Denise, I, I was set Denise, I was settled for you just being an advisor to some politicians. You think so? Well. Yeah. I mean, you can call people out on their BS. You see it. You got very uh, sharp, critically thinking skills. You know your research, and like you said um, on the um, earlier, we've seen this time and time before. And there's no, and we can no longer be tricked into, you know, believing what these politicians are saying. 
you know, yeah. all you got to do is follow their actions. And just like you said, when, you know, seeing all of those guys that are, um, that are connected and, uh, what's yeah. the one guy that you've done multiple videos on? Oh, um, first Pedro Pierluisi, our governor and Tomas Rivera Schatz. Yeah. Yeah. He look, look at that. Look at that smile, man. He looks like he's doing some type of embezzlement. Look at oh, that. Yeah. Look. Oh my God. Definitely. Come on, dude. You don't, <laughs> you don't turn into somebody that has had a career closer. Look, the first time I saw Rivera Schatz on TV, his, his hair color matched the color of his eyebrows. Imagine how many years this dude has been in politics. I was a child, an infant. When he started running for office, this is some crazy shit. And somehow people hate him, but he always comes out. It's like, how many of you guys have seen this strawberry candies on the piñatas? You know, the strawberry candies that you never fucking yeah. buy, but somehow they keep popping out of nowhere and you always have one. <laughs> That's yeah. the most we a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it's the name recognition. It's the name recognition. And also, you know what? What I noticed who America wants in power is going to be in power around the globe, except for certain Middle Eastern countries. And when they can't do it there, they're going to start a war. But whoever America wants is going to be in power. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And not only that, Puerto Rico, the problem in Puerto Rico is that you have some of the benefits of this uh, country. However, um, you don't have so much the regulation so these people because they have been empowered so much which is why i believe even here in the united states i don't believe politicians should stay more than two terms okay anybody should stay more than two terms because when you do that you create an elite class how because these people then start to get to know how to trick the system that we have put in place to give us the freedoms that we have so eventually you have people making a freaking career out of this, but actually they're just uplifting each other and helping each other out, making backdoor deals and alliances that will cost you money um, and also will cost lives. So that's the problem that I've seen in a micro concept in Puerto Rico and I'm seeing in a macro concept here in the United States. It's just how these people make a freaking career in politics. No, two terms, you're out. You cannot run for any fucking public office. Um, excuse me. Can I just chime in for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, see the problem. Okay, I cannot speak as far as Puerto Rico is concerned. But in the United States, in order to run for politics, you gotta have a, you gotta have a gazillion dollars. Okay. Either you have a gazillion dollars or you have to sell your soul to uh, financial parties. That's the sad part. And as far as the, you know, as far as the um, term limitations are concerned, it's going to be very hard, if not impossible, to bring about term limitations as far as the Senate and the House. Because why? Because the two main parties are not going to allow it. And it's going to have to take maybe a revolt to change that. I mean, I'm sorry. To me, this is the way I see it. Instead of a revolt like we do, I think it's going to take a collective acknowledgement 
of what's going on and also a collective financial effort from people which is why when i started i don't know if you guys remember on my first streams like two months ago i was like i know i'm not speaking to a hundred percent of the people i'm talking to the ten percent and i'm ready to link up with the ten percent so that we can then start making the rules the way we like them you know because um, unfortunately we can't save everybody and we know 80 percent of our people are not going to make it somehow so yeah. it would take the 10 percent to do a super huge effort to actually catch up with these people on the financial side so you can gain some power sure and you know what's you know what's the sad part about all this is that your mission is to try to help us empower ourselves okay that we need that we need to be our own our own businesses be the masters of our own faith the problem is you have too many people who do not have a vision so therefore when there's one when a person does step forward you know to try to help ours to be in power they tag that person like dogs on a bone and that's what the situation that you've been dealing with Denise for since 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 the day one that I've known you. And it's you know, and I just wish that some of these mentally and intellectually challenged idiots if they would just get off their personal uh, agenda, if just uh, just get their own therapy and just sit down and analyze what you are trying to do you are you doing all this for the for the well-being of our people unfortunately that requires a thing called intelligence which some people don't choose to use yeah definitely i 100 percent agree with you and and that's why it's so sad because you see so much potential being wasted you know and but i'm i'm ready to work with only the 10 percent you know, and that's why you guys notice that my streams are completely different from this little community that we have formed here because we have to work with the 10%. Uh, we don't have time to waste with the circus, you know. Now, I see that Olabor wanted to say something. Go ahead. Um, I wanted to say that um, to, to add to Jose's point, dogs are fighting for the bone, right? Someone said before, um, why do dogs like bones? Dogs don't like bones. They want the meat right? They're given the bones. Once these people understand that they can have the full meal, they can have the meat, they won't have to fight over the bones. And that's what I think that, you know, we, we're trying to do, or that's like, that's the goal is to let the, let the minority understand that we don't need to be fighting over bones when there's meat. Definitely. Definitely. And, and it's, it's like I said, they will uh, keep their mentality. Some might change, some might not, some might not understand the times we're living, but I'm telling you, whenever in their personal lives, they go through a dip, a financial dip, we will be over here to remind them just how stupid they were. Now I'm going to start collecting you guys's uh, final thoughts so that we can start wrapping this up. Uh, I'm going to start with Rakim, Ramon, Jose, and then all aboard. So, Rakim, uh, final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts on the subject, on the, um, um, the uh, how do you pronounce his name again, uh, Denise? Elliot. Elliot. Elliot uh, San Marino. 
Eliezer yeah. Molina. Eliezer Saint Molina. Um, I applaud that man for all of his efforts on trying to combat corruption on the island because all of the resources is practically being zapped from the island. It's almost like a repeat of uh, the Spanish conquest when they was taking all of the resources from the island, the gold and everything else that they were um, taking among their conquests. And now the United States are trying to really push an effort to gentrify the property of the island that belongs to the people. And I appreciate him sacrificing himself in order to um, try to combat these, these groups of people. Um, a lot of people are not critical thinkers. A lot of people rather stay, you know, in their little, uh, cellar, you know, talking about basic things, why you have people that are actually playing real life monopoly. And so it's up to people that are critical thinkers such as yourself to try to look into what can be the resolution for these issues, because we're dealing with a lot of greed here and we have historically been dealing with greed for a very long time. And I just want to applaud you uh, covering the subject and covering Elliot and his efforts. That's all I got to say. Definitely. I see that Melanie did not join, uh, but I'm going to let my boy, my boy Melanie Knight. What's up with you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm going to let Ramon go in on his final thoughts. Ramon, uh, what are your final thoughts, man? Uh, when it comes to to this situation with uh, with the island and how it's being sold off by the selfish, corrupt politicians, we can we have to look to a degree at what happened, what has happened in Hawaii. Okay, yes, we have talked about it before. Um, Hawaii is an actual state, even though if you look at the history, my understanding is that that's not what they wanted, which is something that could be reminiscent of how it was in Puerto Rico, how the sentiment was in Puerto Rico back in 1917. People right. didn't want it. There was a reason for it back then. Now, not only that, Ramon, the, you remember the gag law? Do you ever saw the gag law that they did in Puerto Rico that we, we were not allowed to speak ill of anything of the United States and we're not even supposed to display our flag, not even inside of your house. So you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, displaying yeah, displaying the the Puerto Rican flag that we are so fond of, that we are so protective of. It was a crime. That's why we are so protective of it now. Because for a period of fifty years we couldn't display it for risking imprisonment or maybe worse. Because that, that was part of the, the God law. Displaying a flag became a crime, which is a direct contravention, which is, goes directly against what the First Amendment of the Constitution is supposed to be about. But then again, uh, before the Commonwealth, uh, Puerto Rico was a, was a militarized colony. It was under military control. So islanders, even though they were made citizens, they did not have full protection of the rights given under the Constitution. So this this whole thing uh, was the God law could be applied because the, the First Amendment did not apply to Puerto Rico. That started to apply better when the Commonwealth, so-called so-called Commonwealth, was established. But 
and what ha Hawaii has been dealing with is their their prime real estate being sold off to outside rich people, and that's what's happening. What's already happening in Puerto Rico? Prime yeah. real estate, beachfront real estate being sold off to outsiders that don't really care about the ecosystem, and they just wanna build whatever the fuck they wanna they wanna build regardless of the damage that it could do to the ecosystem of the island, then that's also a thing that is happening on, over there. And that we should be keeping a close eye on this. You said Denis, that the millennials, the millennials now, they are gonna be, because they're smarter, more educated, they should be able to do something about it. I really hope so. I really hope so yeah, because yeah. there is this reputation for millennials that they are they are too concerned with first world problems and they are not they're not trying to do trying to do actual serious things. They they go too much for symbolic stuff. But I yeah, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not gonna say ninety percent of us cares about this or goes about the whole situation yeah. the right way. But I yeah. would say that there's a 10% that's strong. Trust me, I have linked up with some of my fellow Puerto Ricans on the ground okay. that they're involved in this. And I'm telling you, we're in the hundreds. Yeah. And it's like I said, it doesn't yeah. take all of us. But we need a solid group. I don't know if you catch okay. on, are talking about how the science, uh, the scientists of our yes, generation actually join the him. Scientific so yes, definitely, yes, trust me, we're definitely fighting this in a different way because we realize that the way our parents and grandparents did it did not work. Yeah, you know, yeah, something, well... Something's got to work. Something yeah. has to work. Yeah, La last thing, last thing. Uh, let's keep Eliezer free. Let's keep him free. It, the, this persecution that he's dealing with it's almost entirely political. They're trying to make him a political prisoner, just like they did Pedro Albizu Campos. Pedro Albizu Campos was mentioned earlier, and just like Pedro Albizu Campos, they're trying to make him a, a symbol of political imprisonment in the 21st century. That is against the law. That shouldn't be allowed. Let's keep Eliezer free, out of prison, where he belongs. Definitely, definitely. Free Eliezer Molina. I'm all up for that movement. Thank you, Ramon, for uh, tuning in. Um, stay in the backstage so that we can uh, continue our conversation after the show is done. Now I'm going to move to Melanated Night, Jose, and all aboard. So Melanated Night, what do you have to say about this whole situation that's happening? All I have to say is I was right. You should have ran for office. You should have run for office. Uh, Rakim and Olive Oil hitting on the nail. Um, it's just too much. And I understand that you don't want to do it because, you know, it restricts you. But I think you can unrestrict yourself in that position as well. You can, you know, I feel like you can do both. Or if not, you know, have your team of people do do you know do just things that you want to do that you can't do inside you know so that way two things are being done at the same time but you know i still understand if you don't want to do it because it's a large responsibility but 
you know, as for the island, I, you know me, I don't, I personally don't think the United States should even have a say in Puerto Rico. I often find it weird that they uh, like to hold the island hostage, but then like claim it's American at the same time. But in the Olympics, we got two different flags. So that's yeah. always been weird to me. But, you know. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm gonna put you in the back. Don't go anywhere. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah. I mean, like I said, it's something that maybe when I'm older, you know. But right now, I want to concentrate on creating music, on focusing on sound. You guys know that's what I enjoy. But who knows? Maybe that's where the road might take me. Now I'm gonna go to Jose. Jose, what are your final thoughts on this topic? Well, again, I thank you for allowing me to be part of the stream. You are a gem, giving us, you know, solid information. Um, I would suggest to all my father, Ricans that please get in, get yourself involved regarding the affairs of, of, of Puerto Rico because eventually it's going to affect us one way or another. As always, uh, please say, please, please be safe because there are crazy people who want to do us harm. And I'm going to end my final speech in Spanish, speaking to the low tech. Okay. Mira, idiotas. Deja hablando bestias de tenis. Ella está haciendo un esfuerzo para nuestro bienestar. Ella está dando información que nosotros necesitamos sobre esta isla. El beso criticando de tenis. Por tener una relación con un americano africano, trata de meter un poco de tiempo, so, trata de conocer su, su cultura y trata de conocer qué está pasando en Petrico. Ya, ya basta ya hablando de estupidez. Por favor, saca el chupete de tu boca y trata de aprender poco más sobre Petrico. And that's all I got to say on that. Oh, that was perfect. Thank wow. you very much. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, I would say, you know, I agree with you 100%. Um, and yeah, it's something that we will see. We will see what happens in the upcoming uh, months. But definitely, yeah, there's a lot of New Ricans and a lot of Florida Ricans and all the Ricans all around that need this information. We need to come together. Uh, Denise, I think the slow tap got upset. <laughs> the slow taps, they, they're upset because the tent from the circus ripped yesterday. You know, so they're upset about that. And they run out of monkeys. So, you know, they, they need to go get some. So definitely, because more people are joining this side because they're realizing, hey, you know, talking shit about another community is not going to solve our problems. So definitely, you know, yeah, they're, they're upset, but let's just let the circus be the circus. Let's just keep it moving. Exactly. So exactly. thank you very much, Jose. I'm going to put you in the back. Don't go anywhere so you okay. can join the discussion after the show. Now, I'm going to go to Olaboard. Olaboard, your final thoughts, girl. My final thoughts. Um, what I'm wondering is this. What happens when they sell off all of the land? Because we all know that land is power. Land gives you a voice, right? Property gives you a voice. Mm -hmm. So when they sell off the land to 
to um gringos right yeah what happens then to the to the voice of the people that's all strategic yeah right? the, the next step is statehood that's the next step mm -hmm. right because um what they're doing is they're 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 testing gentrification yeah it's a test run but i would also say as far as like the corruption and with um the illegal permits and all of that i really believe that, that the same thing is happening in south florida and right now we have a building that's collapsed we have a bridge that's collapsed a bridge collapsed in washington it what's what's happening is very dangerous because it's money it seems like okay someone is just making money but there's people's lives at stake and it's bigger than just excuse me it's bigger than just one company it's bigger than just one person yeah. there's corruption and it goes all the way to the top that's what i believe definitely it's like like eliezer said this is a whole mafia and we have right. to take them one by one we just have to take key pieces like a like a jenga and it will happen i i believe we still have a chance it's up to us but we're in absolutely right we do yeah. and like you said with millennials millennials like we know how to do our research right we're not just blindly yeah. voting we're not just blindly um buying even anymore like we're starting to be smarter with our dollars we're starting to be smarter with um our votes our food even our food our, right exactly and and honestly we're gonna be the future of all of this you were talking about um term limits i also think there should be age limits there's age restric restrictions on how young you can be to vote there should be age restrictions as well or competency restrictions yeah i think i think it should be also if you're over the age of 50 you should take like a competence test or something like that because there's no way you okay and I'm sorry to my, uh, you know, senior uh, population. I'm not discrediting you. There's a lot of seniors that actually have more intelligence than millennials. Let's just put that out there, okay? Look at Jose <laughs> compared to the slow tips. Now, if you think about it, um, I believe there's one thing that I wish that seniors that do not understand the voting process and how that affects the rest of us should take into consideration, not just for Puerto Rico, even here in the United States. You guys are no longer the future. <laughs> You're making decisions about things that will never affect you. I understand that you love you love this person. It looks cute. You want to vote for a hot governor. I understand all those things. But you're no longer the future. And every time you vote for these people, you're making our lives harder. And that's the only thing, the only piece that we have of a democracy. Because I feel we live in a fake democracy. That There's no such thing. But well, think um, about it. A lot of those people have, their lives are already set and in place. So they're not going to vote for universal health care. Because they have their health care. They have Medicaid. Right? Yeah. They have insurance. They're not going to vote for these things, but the majority of us need them. We need um, health care. So, yeah, not only that, not only that, um, health care is one thing, but another one is like all the legislation that these people pass at the end of the day is going to mess us up because then they're, they're, uh, 
opening the wallet to pay for things that actually does they don't represent benefit for the people they actually cut productivity in a lot of folks and also expanding for example expanding welfare is fucking up the families so like i said it's it's i'm just well a I lot hope- of people voted a lot of people are gonna vote based off of what happens during their their youth like these people were they were products of like the cold war and um they were you know they were products of like wars right yeah. great depression yeah. and things like that so the the boomers so they're going to be voting based off of things that don't exist anymore or things yeah. that could be you know solved in a better way so i think we should definitely, definitely the same way we take a driver's license test since they want to do like voter um id laws let's do a competency test yeah, See, you know about government. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Don't don't vote anymore for callers. Thank you, Oliver. I'm gonna put you in the back also, and I'm gonna share my final thoughts before we close this one. Okay, and I'm gonna go on a little mini benevolent rant. Okay, but I'm gonna say this. I don't have anything against uh, the elders. Like I said, there's so much we can learn from them. But let me just put this out there. If you're going to vote and exercise your vote, you're going to fight for it. Learn how to freaking use it. Like I said just minutes before, you are not the future anymore. Instead of you just voting for whoever is charismatic to you and stop the identity politics, sit down with the youth, start talking to them about what's affecting them today and say, hey, how can I use this little thing that I have to actually help them out? Because eventually it will cost you. It's already costing you. Look at how they're cutting your pensions. Look at how they're cutting your social security, but expanding welfare. Why? Because you're voting for the same morons that are destroying society and cutting productivity in the youth. And the youth no longer has to work to provide you with social security. So if you think this shit doesn't affect you, (laughs) good luck. But um, I want to leave you guys with also my thoughts on Eliezer Molina. Look, I have a lot of respect and admiration for people like Eliezer Molina because it's not easy it, trust me, I live 25 years on this island and I go visit every two years or so. And it's not easy having to deal with people that purposely, even though they have so much uh, to give and are so resourceful, uh, also have restricted education and want to stay like that because I was also exposed to the same education, but I, I was so thirsty for information because they start me from it and they start every Puerto Rican from information. So I want to say, and I want to close this like this, it's time to turn off the social media. It's time to get off of Netflix and it's time to start picking up a fucking book. If you don't want to read, then go to Audible and let somebody read to you. But it's time for you to start opening the book. It's time for you to actually become familiar with uh, the smell of books so you can actually teach you what the system didn't want it to teach you on purpose. It's time for you to actually go to the bank one day, sit down with the manager and say, hey, I, how can I build up my credit? How can I start a business? 
also it's time for you to go go to your local SBA office. I've said this before. Sit down over there and say, hey, I don't know how to build or make a, a small business plan. They will teach you for free. There's no fucking excuse anymore for us to not do what we have to do. Okay. If you want to look for excuses, they'll always be there. They'll always be there. But honestly, we don't want to hear your excuses. When somebody comes to me, oh, you know, life did not allow me to do this stuff. Allow me to do this. Nah, fuck that shit. Your excuses are for you. You know, morons than not, do not actually uh, fool anybody with their excuses. So, like I said, it's something that I'm sick of it. I know there's a lot of people that are sick of it. Uh, and also, I want to say to the people that are like, well, you know, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. It is true. You're entitled to make your own decision. You don't have to do anything. As a matter of fact, you can watch this, that next series and binge watch on Netflix, whatever the fuck it is you want. But you want to know something? We're going to do this with or without you. We actually do not need you. We want you to join us, but we don't. So with that being said, I'm going to catch you guys on the next one. This was just a brief breaking news and development on Latin explaining. And let's stay productive. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, if you had a rough day last night, well, <laughs> it's time to replenish those fluids, drink some coffee, keep it moving, keep it productive. I'll see you guys on the next one. This has been another episode of Latin Explaining with Denise Gonzalez. Peace. Ooh, 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 ooh.